consume and share news today it is largely rooted in social media outlets a reason why i decided it's important to look at what's being discussed online like quiet quitting for example if you're not on platforms like tiktok you haven't heard of it let us inform you it is the trend apparently amongst millennial workers as well as a little bit of conversation on digital inheritance for social media minute we're joined by erica good morning good happy morning friday. happy friday everyone ah oh, another one bites the dust <laughs> actually most of us are just getting started uh, Chuseok is right around the corner. I forgot. I conveniently forgot. I mean, we talk about the rising prices of produce and, and putting food on the table for Chuseok holidays, but I forgot that it's approaching quickly. And uh, I can definitely feel it in the air. Yeah. It's cooler. Ah, it Much is cooler. cooler in the mornings and evenings. That's right. We had Chaseok this week, and, and I thought. Oh, mm, it's already Chaseok? We passed oh. it. And on that day, particularly, mm-hmm. it wasn't cool. So I, I, I thought, oh, okay, so this year's going to be a little bit, you know, odd, this mm-hmm. weather prediction. But no, it's significantly yep. cooler. Yes. Hey. welcome Uh, let's jump into our first buzzword of the day so we did talk about the trickiness of digital inheritance in general right how do you respect the wishes of the deceased Mm -hmm. um sometimes you don't want your old pictures to resurface and i don't know grace your loved ones years later Mm -hmm. however cyworld has made a decision themselves to hand over digital assets of 25 soldiers who perished and of course korea's chanan sinking to their families yes i mean have you ever wondered i mean listeners uh, what happens to all those pictures and postings on Mm -hmm. blogs and social networking uh social media uh, platforms um you know after death yeah. uh, those digital assets people leave behind they go beyond just uh, you know whimsical photos and writings the content of somebody's social media platform adds up to an identity That's it's a, a culmination of somebody's life and uh, the total number of blogs just on Naver alone reached 30 million in 2021 mm. and that is 63% of all 47 million Koreans that use the internet and that is just on Naver I mean you can sit, take into other platforms I'm yeah. sure because it's not just blogs right social exactly. media posts in a picture mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in a few words I mean these could all be records of your identity as yes. you've said right the question of what to do with someone's digital legacy after the, the surfaced in South Korea, actually after the sinking of Chonan ship in March of 2010. Yes. So it, it's a long time coming, apparently. Yeah. Now, the family members of the deceased, they wanted the right to access uh, their their son, their brothers, you know, their family members' blogs, but the law would not allow it. <laughs> so the South Korean law bars web portal operators from releasing a member's ID and password to mm. a third party without the member's consent. Now, there was also no law on what web portal operators are obliged to do mm. about the content of the deceased. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks like uh, 12 years yeah. after the sinking of the ship, the families of the deceased will finally get what they've been asking for. Yeah. So what happened with SciWorld, uh, like you said, after 12 years uh, since the sinking of the ship, restored the digital content of the soldiers' mini homepage, mm-hmm. and uh, they will deliver them to the families. But this is for some of the families, not all. Okay. Uh, it's clearly been a long time yeah. coming. It's been a tricky process. You do have to answer fundamental questions that we don't have clear-cut answers yep. to. But why Why are only some of the families given access to these digital assets? Yes. Uh, of the 46 soldiers killed, 34 families 
asked Cyworld Z to restore the data of the deceased. Uh, the company restored the data of 25 uh, soldiers at, and delivered it to mm. the Chonan Ship Foundation on Tuesday. Now, the company will be unable to deliver the data of the remaining nine victims who requested the data mm. uh, to their families as their accounts were private so, at the time. Oh, so, oh, at the time. Yes. Okay, so then you can't unlock no, it and give it to Because you would need the member's consent. Mm. See, so that's where it gets really tricky, yeah, I think. That's right. right. And I'm guessing the families were able to get what they request after all these years because some sort of revision was made to Cyril's terms and conditions mm-hmm. because why weren't they allowed to access it immediately comes into question. Yes, correct. That is what happened. The related revisions were made earlier this year uh, in April when Cyworld Z took over business operations. Cyworld Z is sort of the new and improved version yep. and trying to tackle kind of the big ones in the industry correct. like Facebook, I'm sorry, Meta, well actually Facebook, Meta, yeah. Instagram yeah. and so on forth. All right, this brings us to a, a social media trend mm-hmm. that I did not get the memo for. Um, um, apparently I'm on the wrong social media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's I've been seeing it here and there yeah. in the last week, actually. She's on the right social media. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, quiet quitting is like this new buzzy catchphrase that people are talking about. And it's not new, nor is it actually quitting. <laughs> um, confusing, in, right? Yeah, in short, the term quiet quitting means doing the bare minimum at work. So you do what you're asked and you do it well and competently, mm. but nothing more than that. And that shouldn't be controversial because you're doing what you're... Your job. You're doing your job. Right, right. But it's struck a nerve with many people out there. Because go above and beyond has been sort of the corporate motto for of as course. long as we've existed. Yep. I mean, they are a for-profit machine. Mm-hmm. They would want their workers to go above and yeah. beyond. And it usually does have some positive Takeaways. Now, that promise no longer seems glitzy and admirable for clearly the next generation, yep. and you can't blame them for it. Now, the mm-hmm. divide there makes the workforce a little bit more difficult to yep. get along. Now, at its core of quiet quitting, uh, it's a rejection of the so-called hustle culture, go above and beyond what you're asked to do. Correct. You know, the reality is that a lot of us are tired. Yes. We're exhausted. We're tired of leaning in. We're tired of feeling <laughs> Sorry, <guilt>. Sandberg. <laughs> <laughs> We're tired of feeling guilty about taking vacation. Tired of the nine to five job that's mm. more like nine to seven or eight yeah. on many days. Yeah. And for some people, the solution is simply to opt out of all the extra emotional baggage that can come with a job. Mm. And the idea is taking off because of the underlying social and economic forces that have mm. shifted our relationship with jobs since the start of the pandemic. And well, we talked about that yeah, a lot. Yeah, right. And we more of us were working from home yep. on Zoom, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- uh, millions of workers have physically unlashed themselves yes. from the office. It makes it easier for you to hustle less. You know, before the pandemic, uh, the, uh, you know, the work structure was pretty rigid. You know, we, we went to work, we commuted, we spent eight hours <laughs> at our desks, we went home. And when that imploded, it kind of shook Mm-hmm. our concept of what work is. What is work? Yeah. And does it define who we are as a person? Because it takes up such a great deal of our time. Yeah. It feels like that is a defining mm-hmm. element of our identity, but maybe it's just a part of it. Yeah, <laughs> is, that's exactly it. It's it's kind of a perspective shift, and you can't say one is bad or one is worse, but it is clearly happening. Yeah. The thing with younger generation workers is that they understand work as a transactional relationship. You pay me to do my 
my yeah. job. I do as much as I'm paid for and nothing more. You know, for the generation that sort of graduated from university into yeah. the Great Recession, there was a big cloud over their heads constantly. Am I going to get laid off? Right. You know, but right, uh, right now the labor market has never been stronger. Mm. The Great Resignation is another right. pandemic era buzzword, uh, which means that people feel confident. And uh, for, so, for, for many, for the first time ever in their careers, they are confident that they won't lose their jobs. Mm, and, because uh, they, many people were quitting, yeah. realizing that life is much more than a job. They yeah. didn't like the commute. And when companies asked some of the workers to return, mm-hmm. they said, okay, that's that. I'm good. I'm going to move on to another company. Yeah. yeah, They know that they have options. And because they're short yeah. of staff right now, they'll give me the paycheck that I want. Exactly. Who has a bargaining chip in the upper hand? So to put it simply, quite quitting isn't quitting. <laughs> It's quitting the really crappy parts of the job. <laughs> and that's a good thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it's time for many bosses to realize that the demands of corporate life is what needs to change. Mm. And maybe not the attitudes of the workers you who know, choose to quit the grind. I, I wholeheartedly agree yeah. with you. And then I think of some colleagues who came and went who were just not really good <laughs> at their jobs and right. they demand the same things and that irks me a little bit. I know that puts me oh, in kind that of... irks me a lot. Right, because I, I think quiet quitting is reserved for those who have really tried their best yeah. and they're exhausted from putting mm-hmm. in that, that you know extra work, yeah. extra hours, the extra length and realizing, okay, I can't change the entire corporate system. So I'm just going to say, I'll stay. Right. But just do the bare minimum. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like many people can relate to this. Give us your two cents. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, Finally, on to our last buzzword of the day. I can't believe that this is happening in 2022, but it is. Different parts of the world have different timelines. Clearly, Iran is allowing women to attend uh, football games in Tehran for the first time. (laughs) And, uh, you know, people might be thinking, yeah, so what? Right. You know? No, it isn't. So what? Apparently in this part of the world. So women in Iran have been prohibited mostly from attending men's games and other sporting events since the 1979 Islamic Revolution. But over the past couple of years, uh, there have been a handful or even less than Mm -hmm. a handful of occasions where the the government has allowed women to Mm -hmm. attend certain uh, sports games. Mm -hmm. Now, in a rare move, authorities in Iran allowed women to attend a football game at the Tehran Azadi Stadium in the Iranian capital on Thursday evening. And uh, many videos were shared on social media, women inside the stadium as the National League game kicked off. And uh, there were footages of women waving team flags Mm -hmm. and cheering from their seats. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a special area designated for women spectators. At this uh, 100,000 seat stadium. Now, according to news reports, 500 tickets were dedicated exclusively for women, uh, though it wasn't immediately clear how many women actually attended. Okay. And uh, tickets were being sold on the black market for as much as $70 compared to their official price of under $2. I can't even do a simple math. So it was much more expensive. Much, much 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 more. Okay. Uh, There you go. Sometimes I'm shocked by how different some of these timelines are. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that we absolutely take for granted. And if you think about it, the suffrage movement in Korea, in the United States, and parts that we compare it to, it's not that old either, if you think about it. Oh, it's not old at all. That's right. Anyway. In the big scheme of things. In the big scheme (laughs) of human civilizations. (laughs) Thank you so much, Erica, for a delightful discussion. Have a good weekend. Have a great weekend. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. 
See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.